You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Jennifer Ashley Tepper. And I am Joe Iconis. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about a song called Jeff, which is sort of based on true events. It is. True events-ish. It's, it's based on true feelings, and it's inspired by a place I used to live and some of the things that happened in that place. If you're the person things. being sung about in this song, please get in touch with us ASAP. And also, sorry. Oh, how I love a novelty mug. I look out my window to admire the view of the window right across that you can see right So through. Jeff is mm-hmm. part of, I guess, another playlist that folks can make from their album of mm-hmm. songs that are a person's name, which yep. is a genre that we love. So this is a song that um, uniquely was inspired by an actual human, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, based on a real person, based on real events. And so uh, I lived in this building called Harold Towers on 34th Street. And it was like my first real apartment. Not like, it was. It was my first real apartment. And the, the beginning part of my career where I sort of first was, it had come into my own and was doing the Iconis and Family shows and, and was working on you know, Black Suits and Rewrite and Things Through and Blood Song, all of that stuff happened at this apartment. And so the apartment um, really felt like a central hub uh, for, for very many years. And the, it, that building, it's, uh, it's three separate towers. It used to be an old hotel. Uh, it's, it's, at, at the time, it was actually like a fairly, it was like, it had a nice lobby and then the building itself was gross. It was like one of those buildings. And so the, the towers are very close together. And so my window uh, essentially lined up with the window of an, the neighboring tower. And in that other window was a, um, was a, a, a woman who was often, uh, was often naked in her apartment. And so I would find myself not, you know, not like binoculars watching, but just sometimes like you couldn't help but notice, you know, in the same way that like sometimes, oh, there's like a bird out the window. Sure. It's like you can't help but notice, oh, there's a naked person right there. And uh, and I always thought that that would be a really interesting setup for some some kind of song. And I think I thought it, it, it I initially was like, oh, this would be an interesting setup for a song because that sort of New York thing of like, oh, we're all living on top of each other and like, oh my gosh, there's a, you know, a naked woman across the way feels like the setup for the sort of musical theater song that I hate. Like it feels like it would be the setup for the sort of musical theater song that would be all about like, you know, this guy, like like getting his jollies, like looking at 
this naked woman. It's funny that you think of it like that, because as you were saying this, I was like, you know, this is not only so universal, like we all are walking around in New York and seeing strangers out the window doing things we might not if mm -hmm. we weren't living so close together. But it's also like, this was happening in the 20s. Like, you know, it's I, what I <laughs> yeah. was picturing was like a Greenwich Village review of like- Right, right. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> of, like, that's naked. fine. Yeah, that's no, fine. I know, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. A, yeah, the Greenwich you, Village review. You were focused on what you didn't want to do with your own song, but that's yeah. how and I thought of it. Yeah, yeah. But the actual, you know, the actual experience of it is like, yeah, you know, I, I love songs about, about or I, you know, I, I love, not songs about, but I just love, you know, the idea of us, of, of people living in a city and living so close together on top of each other. And I love, you know, apartment buildings. Like, they're, apartment buildings themselves are like, you know, they're, they're like containers for, 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 for short stories, yeah. you know, they are. And it's like, like the, the, you know, the, the construct of an album as like a thing that holds all of these characters and these stories and, and, and these, these snapshots into lives. I mean, that's an apartment building, you know? And it's like, I love that all of these people are just, you know, they're, they're only separated by a wall, you know, or a window or whatever. And, you know, a, a window, looking at a window is so funny because it is, it, it's like a, you know, it's like a stage or something. And it's like, it's, a, it is this, like, it's this, 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 this portal and there's something going on over there and it's really no different than a, you know, than a, a TV or a film screen or a, or a proscenium. Um, so yeah, which is all just to say that all of those ideas and those things were kind of bopping around in my brain for a while and then, uh, and then I, I wrote this song. Mm -hmm. I'm fairly certain that it's so universal that there's no major sitcom that took place in New York for like at least two seasons that doesn't have this as a plot line. Oh yeah. Like yeah. it's on Friends, it's on Seinfeld. It also weirdly, because I like you, spent a lot of years in the NYU dorms and then like didn't move out and have my own apartment until after graduation. Mm -hmm. I feel like in this apartment in Harold Towers might've been the first time that I ever really was like, oh my God, someone's right outside the window. And like, we shouldn't be seeing that. <laughs> and like, I, I for a while was like, no, I just wanted to be part of the history of the song. So like, I didn't actually see her I'm like no I saw that girl walking around naked yeah, yeah 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 I remember specifically a night when we watched the chorus line documentary right when right when it came out every little step mm -hmm. and I remember like looking at me like oh that girl's walking around naked yeah we're just watching chorus line documentary part of history and she became a song I think it's incredible that whoever this woman is she's walking around somewhere in New York probably still and doesn't know that there's a song about her she has no we idea we could all just have songs about us and not know I how's know. that that's a <clears throat> That's a good idea for a song. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this song, in terms of like performances, mm -hmm. um, who has performed the song over the years? So the first time the song was performed, it was at the Beachman, as most of my songs were performed for the first time. And um, I sang it. I sang it. And then the first time someone who was not me sang it was Jeremy Morse, <clears throat> who's on the album singing it, and he, I think he sang it for the first time at Barrington. Yeah. We did a concert at Barrington, and I, I needed another song for Jeremy. He was already doing this song of mine called The Dirty Little Things, and I wanted something else for him, and I was like, oh, what about that naked, uh, that naked girl song? <laughs> uh, maybe he would, you know, he would do something with it, and then he, much like uh, Chris, the singing Broadway Here I Come for the first time and kind of reinventing what that song was, I feel like Jeremy reinvented Jeff mm -hmm. and really turned it into a song that 
feels weighty and you know I mean he's just he's an actor I'm, yeah. I'm not an actor I'm you know I'm like a performer and I can do my own stuff but Jeremy turned it into this like three-act play of a song and gave it this weight um, and yeah and 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 you know many other great actors have have sung this tune Seth Elliser does an amazing mm-hmm. version of it and um, uh, many people. Uh, Will Rowland does an amazing version of it. Um, but yeah, Jeremy was the person who kind of took it from being like a, a sort of weirdo, obscure tune of mine to to something that a lot of people uh, a lot of people know and and I think can really relate to. And it's another song that it's very, very, very uh, literal for for you know ninety percent of the song, very literal. And then the ending is uh, something that people always ask me about. Or whenever people like sing the song in a master class, it's always so fun for me to like ask the person, like, what do you think happens at the end? And everyone's always like, um, I think I know, but I'm afraid to say, you know, because it is kind of, it's sort of, um, it's sort of, it's sort of intentionally vague at the end. Yeah. Uh, but it, you know, but I think, I, I think what happens is, um, is that he that he falls out a window at the end? That's my interpretation of um, the song. I like in the lyrics at the beginning of the song the conversationality of like the first few feels <laughs> so very you in a way that sometimes mm-hmm. you're writing in character and the character doesn't use the same cadence and like you know vocabulary choices you. But the beginning of the very beginning of the song, I almost feel like. Maybe I don't. I'm not saying you like wrote it without thinking about it, but it's like it just feels like something you would say the mm-hmm. first verse. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. And I think that's also because I, you know, the more I I sort of worked through the what I I wanted the journey of the song to be, I really liked the idea of starting it in a very kind of casual, yeah, um, you know, conversational place and. And it feels really light. And again, I think it's, you know, the listener is sort of set up to think that the song is going to be one type of song. Um, and then it's it's very much not. Uh, so, yeah, I, 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 I hear that. Yeah. I hear that for sure. Um, Re- yeah. Relatedly, I guess I thought about this. I do remember you performing it. Um, obviously, there's quite a few times where you perform a song first in public and mm-hmm. then it goes on to be performed by actors and then maybe also by you sometimes, like, probably Here I Come, or mm-hmm. um, there's so many examples. Um, are there ever songs where you're like, this is a song that I only really want an actor to perform. I don't want to do this myself for an audience. Like, obviously, there's stuff like Sheila Nail, which is, like, in context, a mm-hmm. very, you know, epic production number sung by a young woman. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't have anything to do with, like, the type of the song, like, a person yeah. who would sing the song. Yeah. But is there ever anything where you're like, this is a song I only want an actor to perform? Yeah. Oh my gosh, for sure. So many songs. So many songs. And it's actually, it's more the op- it's more the, uh, the opposite of that that I think about. For me, it's less like, oh, this is, uh, this is a song that I'm writing that I only want an actor perform- to perform. And more like, oh, this is a song I'm writing that I could potentially sing. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. it's like that. Those are the ones that stick out to me. And like you said, it has nothing to do with the actual, you know, Character. Sure. That's always been something, you know, in my work that I've always kind of like separated the, the, you know, the, the attributes of the character or the person who I'm I'm writing about, um, and the the person who could potentially interpret that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. And so, like Sheila Nail is a song that it makes sense for me, uh, vocally, acting wise, whatever. And I think it's and I think it, it, it I can communicate the song to an audience. 
in a way that's different than when someone like you know Kelly McIntyre performs it, uh, but it, it works. And other ones just don't. Yeah. Just don't work, you know? Yeah. And sometimes I'm not sure. And sometimes, like, I'll try a tune. Like, I've sung Ammonia a couple times live, and it's fine, but it's not It's not the same. Right. Because totally. it's, you know, because because some, I mean, musical theater, and I'm, so, I'm someone who, I, you know, I, I've said it a million times, I love actors. I'm always going to be someone who responds to an actor first. I'm always going to be, like, excited by an actor uh, who can communicate a lyric um, with their, you know, with their acting, and then like singing as a second thought mm-hmm. to me, always, always, always. However, you know, it's like a song, and so it's usually better if you can sing. Right. <laughs> it's like, you know, and like musicals, I think they tend to be better if the people who populate them can actually sing, which isn't always the case, um, and so I, you know, I'm fine, but like, it's, you know, a song like. The actress. The actress, or might <laughs> yeah. not be your. It's just not. Yeah, yeah, it's not 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 for me, you know. And it's like I think that the like the voice. It's a tool. The voice is a tool, and that's just a tool I don't I, I don't have, or it's my mine is very specific. Um, so yeah, it's that. It's that. It's that. How did you pick the name Jeff? Because it's also like there are sometimes where songs are named like the name of the character sings them that. It's in the song, and some that they're not. It's yeah. just interesting that it's. Yeah, I feel like most of my most of my first name songs, most of them, the the character's name isn't in the song. So, some of them they are, or the character's name is not the main part of the song. And so the the idea behind that is always just that you know when you when you look at lyrics on a page in a musical, for you know solo, if you're looking at the lyrics. The, the name of the character of the person who's singing it is just the top of the lyric. And so for a song like Jeff or, or Kevin or, um, uh, you know, uh, Helen Sharp, I love the idea of, like, the title is just the name of that character. That's all you need, just right. that, you know, that, that heading. Um, and I think that I picked the name Jeff because it, it, it just sounded like a, like a nothing special name. You know, it's like there is nothing remarkable mm-hmm. about this man. There's nothing, uh, you know, there's nothing like that. I, I felt like he was a, that he was a, an, an incredibly unspecial dude. You know, where you're yeah. like, he's, you would never like look twice at him. Yeah. And I like that idea of just like this man who's the world's, you know, most sort of like, beige guy losing his mind in his apartment and going through this whole journey and breaking into someone else's apartment and um, and falling out the wagon and then falling out the window. This might be our only chance to do this, so I don't know if you want to, but mm-hmm. um, I want to know who lives in that apartment now, and I feel like putting this out there in the world might be our only chance, but there's no bad thing that can happen from you saying an apartment you used to live in. What was your apartment number? Oh, yeah, it was uh, 10B2. If you live in 10B2, which now <laughs> I remember going as 10B2, yeah. let us know. I don't know what will happen, but I'm just curious. Yeah. Wouldn't <laughs> it be amazing if it was... Um, the girl. How would that happen? I don't know. Well, she was like, she... oh, I was always looking into that apartment because I admired the drapes in the apartment. Like, <laughs> I wanted to live there. Yeah. 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 That apartment. Yeah. 10B2. 10B2, let us know. Jeff. <laughs> hey, 
Thanks so much for listening or watching to my podcast. Uh, do me a favor and go to wherever you just listen to or watch this thing and subscribe or like or give us a great rating or review and then head to bpn.fm slash album to find out even more information about this podcast, more ways to watch, more ways to listen and check out my album, Album. Thanks so much for hanging out. Album Podcast is executive produced by Liz Armstrong, produced by Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kim Garris, and the rest of the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Be sure to visit bpn.fm album for both audio and video versions of this podcast and to listen to Album. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.